Welcome to another episode of No Time for Time Travel Podcast, where we're a podcast for nerds by nerds. My name is Tony. Joining me all the way from France is Kwa. Bonjour. Bonjour. I really hope this records because I'm also using <laughs> Zoom on my remote desktop. That's I'm using my... This is funny. I am using my laptop to remote into my server tower to run a virtual machine on Windows 10 and passing through my audio of my microphone from my laptop into the tower and also receiving audio from there into my headphones on my local system. So I hope this records. Guys, you could just yeah. go into the room and record. Oh, I, I am in the room. I'm just, I'm, I'm not any different than my normal setup, except that I'm not using recording locally from my laptop. I'm, I'm going through the RDP, like remote to my tower. So, are you yeah. doing it? You like try uh, try things out, or are you doing it just to? I don't know why would you do it otherwise. Um, because I want to lower the amount of processing I ever use on my laptop from now moving forward, since I have the tower now. Oh, so, okay, I see. Yeah, it's been so much better. I've been doing like so many different things uh, on the tower. So, but yeah, sorry, sorry, that was a sidetrack. But yeah, we're a podcast for nerds, miners, and uh, usually you guys suggest us the topic of the episode. But uh, this week we're going to be talking about. Um, the upcoming uh, Comic Con that's going to be virtual. So we'll look at some of the schedules that's are that's released. Um, but yeah, before getting into that, how you been doing? Uh, good, good. I guess um, my work started. We started going back to work. Like uh, each team from our company goes in like once or twice a week. So we just slowly my oh, okay. way uh, back. So it's cool. So for you, um, it's um, did they lift everything yet? Or I don't know how it is in France. Yeah, they everything is more or less lifted. Um, there's still like some restriction, uh, like there's like the uh, 100 kilometers uh, distance that you can't travel that far away. Uh, but everything is more or less open. Uh, gyms are open. Uh, restaurants are still open. You still have to wear a mask when going public transportation. Um, same, just like. Still, a lot of things like uh, for, preca- for precautions, such as like there's hand sanitizers in supermarkets, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, uh, I think I thought uh, the this schedule for um, for public transportation is going to be more limited, but apparently it's still fine. Uh, I went home yesterday like, around midnight from uh, my company party, and it seems okay. You know, your uh, reopening sounds like our our half closing, like in the states, because uh, our like lockdowns sound just like what you're already reopening with, because our lockdowns in the states weren't really like lockdowns. Oh, I know. That's why. Yeah, it's like well, well, things are different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you guys Instead actually of- had it before us, so. Yeah, it makes sense yeah. for you guys to reopen later, like now, but it doesn't make sense for the states to reopen now. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's uh, interesting times. Uh, yeah, how, how, are, how are you doing over there? You still enjoying the, I mean, you, you still have a lot of stuff to do being confined, I assume. 
They're a lot more time for yourself. I, I do. I mean, hey, I finally built my computer, right? My tower. I know. My <laughs> tower. So, <laughs> that thing took forever. Um, yeah, but for, for and I'm so glad to. Yeah, go ahead. I know that for, for listeners who don't know, Tony had like all the parts uh, ready for like for months. <laughs> months on end before the confinement and everything. I think uh, it's almost before. a year now. Was it almost a year? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> since since I bought the parts and it's yeah. But it's funny too, like after I built everything, um, there was so much like it I I forget the feeling of like building your own thing, getting it to kind of work and then but you know, getting a, there's a few issues, small issues here and there that you want to fix. Then you like try to fix it, then you break something else that's more massive. Then like you're oh crap, and then you know go back and try to troubleshoot, and then spend hours and hours, and then finally find that sense of accomplishment when you fix it. You like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, exactly. What, I know exactly what you mean. It's just like it's sad, it's frustrating and satisfying at the same time. You're like frustrated because I think, but it's satisfying. Uh, to some people, it's like, yes, I did it. Now I just enjoy it and it, the whole the process is done. And I don't have to deal with it anymore. Yeah, and I think my biggest issue with the tower was um, because my whole goal, like for people who don't know, um, my goal was to have a very powerful tower where I can house like all my media and also use it as a gaming system. But I was never going to use the tower itself. It was going to be a headless tower. So I mm-hmm. would use everything through remote play. So... RDP, remote desktop, everything. And and my friends told me, yeah, you can do that. Um, you know, one of my friends, he's in IT. So he's like, yeah, yeah, you can mm-hmm. do that. Then I find out later that he didn't fully give me the right answer because you can do that. But um, there was way more additional work for like the pass-through of the graphics card because the, the server, I had to make it seem like the graphics card is its own thing. And then it, it's a little bit complicated to explain. But then... After that, I got some games to work, and then all the FPS 3D games did not work. And then I talked to my friend about it. He's like, oh, I don't know. I never play any FPS. I'm like, what the heck? Then why'd you tell me? You know I only play FPS. So, so like, games like, you know, like, real-time strategy stuff, they work fine. But the yeah. remote desktop, the way that the mouse moves, um, there's an algorithm it uses. So when you play any FPS games uh, through remote desktop, it causes like the mouse to go haywire because it's taking a bunch of inputs in at a time. It's almost like you can say it's massive lag, but it's not really lag. It's just the way that the mouse is programmed. So the only way, like I found out this later too, like the only way that I could actually play was to go use Steam Remote Play. So Steam has an option where you load Steam on two different computers and then the computer actually has the game can be like a server. And then the computer doesn't have the game, you remote to that one to play it. So yeah. I did that. And the problem I had was that I got stuck on the login screen and said, oh, you must like uh, make sure that so-and-so is okay and you got to click okay to bypass. I couldn't click okay because the mouse did not work for clicking. It only moved around for some reason. And i find out later. It's because when I have an RDP session on my tower and then I try to use a Steam VR, not Steam VR, a Steam uh, remote play, if the mm-hmm. RDP session is still going on, then it errors out with the mouse movement. So then the mouse doesn't have full functionality. So you can't click on boxes. So you can't click on any pop-up dialog boxes to bypass things. So you can't even go in the RDP and just hit X. 
you actually have to go to CMD and then go to TSCon to disconnect a particular connection number in admin mode to make sure that you're disconnected from RDP completely before you try to play Steam um, remote. And I was like, what the heck? Why is it so complicated? So, um, so there's that. <laughs> and then, then I try to play some other games that are not Steam. I'm like, how do I do this? Because I want to play uh, League of Legends. I want to play uh, Apex Legends. I want to play, um, what, what's the other game? Uh, Overwatch. Oh, yeah. yeah, and just all these, uh, well, Valorant's another story. But all these other games, <laughs> then I find out I have to import them into the Steam library, but then add in command lines to do a specific launch with parameters that force it into window mode. Because if you do full screen mode, for some reason the graphics card craps out in the RDP. So then you gotta force it into Windows and then full screen it. <laughs> and then wow. after that was done, I was like able to play all those games. And then StarCraft for some reason, StarCraft worked, but StarCraft 2 didn't. And then StarCraft 2 <laughs> was because you have to add an additional parameter to to not only enforce it into like window mode, but enforce it into window mode as certain um, it has to be a specific resolution. And the resolution oh. has to match um, in the ratio with your monitor. So with the, so like, the right? yeah, so yeah, it's it's so annoying. And then after I got that, it finally worked. So StarCraft Two is fine. So Overwatch fine. And then I try to play Valorant. That's when I was telling you about this before the podcast. Is uh, I try to install Valorant. I always try to launch it, and there's always like a it always said that there's a dependency error. And I was looking it up, yeah. and apparently Riot Games is not allowing any virtual desktop or remote play for Valorant or their newer, any of their newer Riot games because they're trying to use the anti-cheat system called um, mm-hmm. Vanguard and Vanguard detects that. So if it's a remote system, it will not let you install it. So yeah, I'm out of luck for Valorant. I have to play it if I want to. I have to install it on my actual laptop, uh, which is like 20 gigs. Uh, and yeah. the, at the same time, I was reading up more about Valorant uh, and then Vanguard. And apparently people also don't like Vanguard because you can, uh, when you load on your computer, you know, anti-cheat, they would detect it when you're playing, right? right. Um, so, so Vanguard, actually, even when you're not playing, it's still running and scanning your computer and sending data. Mm. And even if you go right-click and disable, apparently it still does it. So it's like a placebo. Wow. So, um, yeah, so it makes me not even want to try to get Valorant anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then... Uh, you think that's all the issues with gaming, but that's not. Um, <laughs> I also tried to do <laughs> VR. So VR was pretty cool. It's also using a virtual desktop as well. And I installed virtual desktop on my um, Oculus Quest. And I installed Steam VR and Oculus VR. So I didn't know that I still need Oculus VR application on my RDP, on my like virtu- on my tower, in order to play. I thought it was just Steam VR. So that was one issue. The second one was like, I was trying to play and for some reason I would see my mouse in VR, but I would see the screen as blank. And then I'm just checking like when I move my mouse in VR and looking at my computer, I see that my computer's mouse is actually moving on the desktop, but in VR it was blank. So I'm like, what the heck? And I've been Googling it a lot and I couldn't figure out why. And then like nobody had the same issue. And, and I was thinking, what if this is the same thing as the other issue with uh, Steam uh, Remote? 
So I did the TS disconnect thing, like TS connect and disconnect with that specific uh, connection number. And then I reconnected my VR system and everything worked. So <laughs> it was another one of those like command line disconnect, whatever thing. Oh my so, God. All yeah. Right. So I found a new game to play with you. It's just called, let's see what works with, <laughs> what, what works with your setup. <laughs> I know it's it's like like man it's so complicated I'm like wow I didn't expect like that many issues to happen but um yeah it's it's fine oh yeah go ahead wait sorry go ahead but I have to go finish oh and the other thing too was I bought memory because I got I had two more slots in my um motherboard so I -hmm. put the memory in and it wouldn't detect it and then I was like what the heck is this memory bad then I started moving the slots around and then moving around i would see that oh maybe this slot's bad wait no it does it is it isn't because this, this slot's working when i put the other memory in and then me being dumb i t- i've not built a computer in such a long time i forgot you had to pair up the memories so like when oh. you get you buy a pair of sticks you have to put it in slots that are paired otherwise it wouldn't detect it and i was like oh my gosh completely forgot about that so once i did that then everything worked and i'm good now <laughs> Man, yeah, I actually forgot about that as well until you brought it up just now. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> they, they had like a pair yeah. thing for a reason. Yeah, so, yeah, I thought that I was safe because I bought the exact same um, model of memory, but apparently that's still not good enough sometimes. You still have to pair it up exactly to the, the serial. So, but yeah. Um, uh, that's uh, oh that's quite an interesting <laughs> journey yeah, for your setup, Tony. Yeah, so right. so the games I have right now in Steam that I've imported are Apex Legends, uh, Boneworks. You know Boneworks? It's not familiar. No, it's a it's a VR game that is very very realistic. Uh, like when you are you know how Counter Strike you just hit a button to reload. Boneworks, right. you actually have to hold your gun, pull out the cartridge, and replace it with another cartridge. Oh, like, it's did that try when I was there? So we just saw it. Uh, we just saw the video. I think I'm pretty sure you saw the video too. It was a okay. a video of like the, the developers playing it, and um, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, it yeah, just yeah. looked funny. Yeah, yeah. Then I have Counter Strike. Then I have Counter Strike Nexon Studio, which I don't know what it is. I downloaded it because Nexon. it was free and it allows you to create maps, but I haven't tried opening it yet. Um, Counter Strike Global Offensive, Counter Strike Source, Destiny Two, uh, all the Jackbox games, the Left 4 Dead One and Two. Uh, which, by the way, still doesn't work. I need to figure out why. Um, Overwatch, Pavlov VR, which is basically Counter-Strike VR. StarCraft 1 and 2, Team Fortress 2, and I downloaded Walking Simulator because it's free, but I haven't actually played it yet. Wait, so wait, so you said that only RTS works minus uh, StarCraft 2? Uh, games that are not first-person shooter would work. So, oh, okay. you know, all the Mugen games, they, they work fine. Oh, okay, okay, cool. So at least like it's only half the games that you play, Tony. Because now you just play fighting games for the most uncomfortable. Well, I don't play, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't play fighting games on the computer. On computer, yeah. I mostly play FPS. Yeah, that's true. So, man, I was playing Boneworks and I was so dizzy. I was like, oh my gosh, this is too real. Now I'm getting dizzy. <laughs> but you play other VR games before. You didn't get that uh, dizzy. Uh, yeah, I did. Like that game. Um, Path of the Warrior, the one that beat him up. You remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, that one, that one is that one is different. That one I got. That was yeah, that was that really really dizzy. Yeah, but yeah, that that's my that's my story of what I've been doing, I guess. 
trying to figure out this whole tower thing. For the most part, I'm pretty much done. Uh, I just, I don't think I have any other major things to fix on the tower. So it's now just like moved into using mode, so consumption. So I'm, I'm trying to migrate everything that I do on my laptop into the, the tower's uh, virtual machine so that I don't have to have a lot of local processing on my laptop. Um, oh, and I set up VPN for myself now. So if I'm anywhere else, I can VPN into my network and just like work on the remote desktop. So, so I'll you're, always you're like have access. VPN? Yeah, yeah, my own VPN. Only wow. to like, get into my own network at home. That's it. So, so it's pretty I mean, cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So I'm uh, pretty happy with like the whole setup. This was the setup I've aimed to do that I didn't know if I could do because I wasn't confident in my my uh, ability to do it. And then now I'm like pretty much done. Like I don't think I have any other major things I want to do with the tower and the server. Yeah, like at first when you told me briefly like you just kind of set up a computer, I thought you just did a regular desktop computer. I said, like, oh, it's not bad, it's easy. And later on, you're just talking about like server. I'm like, wait, making a server? And then later on, you, you added yep. more stuff like complication. Like, oh, oh yeah, that, I can see why you would be discouraged now. <laughs> yeah, it's running on Unraid too. So um, Unraid is like a type of a uh, server. Well, um, right. the way that the drives work, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, I guess for people who uh, don't know, I can explain a little bit. It's this is like really nerdy technical stuff, but Unraid it it reads it. So it's servers always have an array, right? A bunch of different hard drives that run together. Um, so Unraid does that, and it's like it would have the way I have set up is I have a one cache drive, which is a one gigabyte, sorry, one terabyte solid state which is what I use to yeah. run my um, Windows and because mm -hmm. it's solid state, it's fast. Uh, then I have three uh, SATA drives that are six terabytes each. Um, two of them are part of the array. So 12, gig 12 terabytes are part of the array. Uh, then you have a, something called a parity drive, which is like uh, the third one, which is a six terabyte. It would read the two uh, data disks the, that are part of the array and then it will map out how the data is stored. So if one of those two drives fail, then you just turn off the machine, unplug that drive, put in the brand new empty drive, turn on the machine, and then you click build from parity. And then what it will do is that it will take the data from its parity drive and look at the data from the existing live drive, and it will rebuild that dead drive into like what data you lost. So it's it's pretty cool. Like I I hope I would never have to use that, but it's nice to know that that's an option, you know. No, it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's there, but it's just like that, that's a that, that's a pretty extensive setup. Yeah. Yeah, and that's actually I forget. There's one more thing I need to do. So the thing about parity <laughs> and unraid is if you have multiple drive failure, like both drives fail, you're screwed. So. <laughs> I need to build another server <laughs> that is purely just for backup. Um, either that, or I will take my 10, was it, is it a 10 terabyte? I forgot what, how big that drive was, but um, I need to take another uh, disk and put it as my external and have a backup run periodically. That would just like, uh, the first one will take the longest, and then after that, it will only look for changes, and then it'll back up just the changes um, into an external, just in case, because I'm paranoid. So yeah, yeah, I've lost data like massively before. 
In fact, right now I'm running a uh, check disk on a three terabyte external that somehow got corrupt like a few days ago. And um, okay. let me see. You can't even tell the percentage. It just runs on DOS, uh, but it's like been running for two days now and it's still running. So yeah. Yep. This is my life. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. He said, don't make a setup by Tony's. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to the topic, which is about Comic-Con. And Comic-Con, as of the time of recording, uh, they've already moved to virtual, and then they have a schedule up for their uh, Thursday, uh, sorry, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. They haven't released the Saturday schedule yet, and I don't know about Sunday, but Friday schedule, I think, was just released, because yesterday or the day before, I barely saw, like, the Thursday schedule. So, uh, so yeah, we could talk about some of the interesting panels that they have um yeah. if you if you want to like just go over it that way i'm actually pretty surprised about uh the amount of celebrities they were able to get because uh, i was thinking like when they do it virtual they may not get as many but kind of makes sense right. because everyone's at home so yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to find the one that you mentioned about like the celebrities because i i don't know how to tell that apart yeah i how do i load this because there was another way to load the calendar that shows every uh, description of each each uh, webinar. I was looking through it yesterday like that. So I don't know if they changed oh. it or something today. Uh, let's see. Oh, if you go to schedule. Oh, yeah. So you know the but the drop down for schedule? You change it to expanded on the website? Wait, 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 wait. Schedule. I don't see a drop down for schedule. You see, do you see where it says schedule? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So this is where I'm just going to scroll through and see if I recognize anybody. Uh, but I, okay. I, the other day, I did see Stargate. And I'm like, no, that's not it. <laughs> uh, the cast of Star Trek is going to be on there. Like um, Patrick Stewart. Um, Michelle Yeoh from the, the new Star Trek series is on there too. So that's pretty cool. Uh, let's see. I'm seeing that there's a, sem- there's a, I keep saying seminar. It's webinar. There's a webinar for teaching and learning with comics with, uh, Brian Michael Bendis. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I'm Brian actually, Bendis? no, I don't actually, but okay. uh, I'm actually pretty interested in how, how there's a whole bunch of, um, uh, briefly looking through it. I see there's a lot of like, uh, webinars about like, creating comics uh, and teaching comics or learning with co- uh, comics and that sort of thing. So I'm, I'm yeah, going uh, the, the really cool thing too, is that these are all YouTube links, which tells me it's going to be fully public. So there's no, like, yeah. you don't, you know, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It even has this is a schedule, lot. So excited. Yeah. Oh yeah. I should probably just do that too. There's a, there's a lot of pretty cool things on here. Um, uh, I'm kind of, actually, I'm kind of curious, like if we need, uh, an account or anything like this, or is it just going to be available when available is open? I thought it was free. Let me see. Uh, virtual. Let's see. Is it free? Yes, it is free. No, no, wait, I don't know. Hold on. Do I need a ticket? As it is free, you won't need to get a ticket. Okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> this year's Comic Con is completely free. <laughs> yes. Perfect. It's funny because the announcement they had was like, uh, we promise there's free parking, comfy chairs, personalized snacks, no lines, pets are welcome, badges for all, and front row seating. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> it also highlights how crappy real Comic-Con is. 
Yeah, I mean, I like I, I don't know how it is for you for your um, because I don't have like, the actual experience. But do these panels actually happen? Like those, like it looks like a lot of learning panels, uh, or or happen a lot in Comic Con, or is it just like one or two things that showcase and is just talk talking and hearing about uh, celebrities that sort of thing most of the time? No, this is very um very similar to what Comic Con does every year. The reason why you don't. Oh hear about it is because um the hall h panels and the the other it's always hall h as the biggest news and that's always the one that is like the biggest celebrity show up and that's always mm-hmm. the highlight that's why you don't hear about it but when you actually look like i i saw some of my old programs too if you actually look through the program there's a lot of like similar things in it like as how this schedule is now oh yeah it's yeah it's so good yeah, there's like smaller stuff. There's a there used to be a panel that was called the worst cartoons ever, and then it's yeah. just they would just play you the worst cartoons ever made and then talk about it. So, so yeah. I'm curious. Uh, they have like a lot of things happening at once. Uh, how what do you want to watch them all? <laughs> do you, well, would they I be like afterwards? I, I, I would imagine so. All of the YouTube broadcasts, if they're live broadcasts, they get recorded into YouTube. So it's up to them to right. make it available or not. So Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Because uh before like they before it was um a few like the uh, musical stuff that they had from like uh the UK's theater thing, they broadcast it live or some or, or at a scheduled time. Uh and it's started live for X amount of uh, hours to be ending, like kind of like this. But then it's uh, it's free by the public for only for the first or the next uh, two days afterwards. So I don't know how it's going to be done. It's, it's going to be like a few days or indefinitely or anything like that. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Um, let me see. It just it only says that the videos will be available during that those weeks or that week but yeah. i don't see if it says it will stay after or not i think i mean this is still new to them so maybe they're still but you know what yeah that's about. true this is like a, a new thing for everybody so we'll, we'll see what happens yeah yeah let me let me check something because i'm also part of oh my gosh i'm also part of like a facebook group um have you been on facebook lately yes yes i have on What's on that? your phone or on your desktop uh i'm mostly desktop i don't really go on phone unless like it's chatting did you get the new update look because i hate update? it no looks the same for me oh my gosh maybe they're trialing it out let me show you okay huh breaking news guys facebook is trialing a new update look uh <laughs> it looks like it's forced into mobile and everything's big let me send you a picture of it on okay there did you get it this looks really weird i don't oh. like it oh that is very well hold on let me check yeah because yeah, no. this looks it's it's like a forced perspective of mobile like a responsive look um yeah do you have it still or do you have no. the oh i'll show you mine right now gosh i was just yeah that's the yours is the one i i'm used to this is yeah. really weird at the top change oh, a lot no. so not only that, you, you can't really tell, but um, my resolution is your resolution right now. But then even so, my screen icons and everything are bigger on this new Facebook look. Oh. Like oh. everything just became bigger. Like they're like giant like buttons as if you're on the tablet. <laughs> as if you're, you're 
You have eye issues, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, man, that's going to be a pain. This is so annoying. Sorry, guys, got sidetracked because this is annoying. Um, yeah. Huh. Let me, hold on, let me just put it. Uh, okay, hold on. Sorry, guys. I'm sending a message to my friends. Did you guys get a new desktop updated look for Facebook? It just uh, launched on mine, and it looks really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> now we know what, what Tony wrote. <laughs> I just sent them a screenshot, too. This is so weird. Anyway, I got distracted. What was I on Facebook for? Um, oh. oh, Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's in the groups. Where's my groups? Oh, at least it's easier to find my groups. It's just on the left side. Interesting. I mean, it's been on the left side, though, right? Huh? The, the, oh, I mean, the group like, already on the left side? Yeah, but I mean, it's. <laughs> I guess this works because it's bigger and easier to see. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I, I see. This is why they did this for people like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well targeted. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. San Diego Comic Con. Um, search for San Diego Comic Con. Where's my group? Oh. Private group. Okay, here it is. And I'm going to search in this group for, uh, was it a video? What'd you say? Um, video. Is that what you said? Uh, oh, like how long it'll be open for? I mean, available for? Yeah. Yes. A video availability, I guess. <laughs> okay, let's see. I just want to see if anyone um, posted about it. No, no, no one posted about it. So nobody knows. Yeah, it's okay. We'll find out when it gets near. It's still like two weeks away. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know the nice thing about this version is when you click on the messenger thing, it pops mm -hmm. up like messenger. It's not like a, a tiny thing on your corner, a bottom corner anymore. It fills up your actual screen. So, uh, so that's kind of good. So it's Interesting. pretty much mobile. It is. It is very mobile friendly. I think you just got to get used to it on the desktop. But I think like they're also focusing on mobile because most people use mobile anyway. That's like the one size guess. fits all approach. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask uh, my wife's friends. Did you guys get an updated look for Facebook on desktop? Just happened for me. Looks really weird. And paste image. This time oh, and without the gonna... opinion. <laughs> I'm going to actually message our the group chat we are in. <laughs> uh, did you guys get an up? <laughs> did you guys just get an updated look for Facebook? It looks. Should have just copy and paste three times. <laughs> uh, I like typing. Okay. Do anyway, you? back to the schedule. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, back to the schedule. So, so was there any um, interesting things you saw? Uh, yeah, um, I'm pretty interested in a lot of ones that dealt with uh, like creating comics, uh, writing comics. I think let me see. Uh, where is one of them on? Where is it? That's six, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, how to write and create manga was one of them. Um, there's like. Music for animation is also one of them. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, I really like music for animation. You know, I just, um, well, I was just watching Animaniacs again, and I was watching the first uh, 
the second, the, the first two episodes. And the second episode is the country episode where um, Yako sings about the countries. And it's like so amazing. And then uh, the first episode, did, did you watch all of Animaniacs? I forgot. I'm pretty sure I didn't because I watched it on TV. So everything was just randomized. Do you remember the song that something, it goes something like, monkey say, monkey do, da 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 da, something like that? Maybe. I, I don't think okay. it was one of the popular ones. But it yeah, it wasn't one of the it. most popular. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it might it was, have. Okay. Yeah, so that was in the very first episode. And I was watching with my wife, and I was surprised that she remembered it and was singing along with it. And I don't remember it at all. But then when I was listening to it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this song is super, super catchy. And every song that I saw so far, you know, at rewatching Animaniacs has been so catchy. And then, like, the other thing, too, about the music is that Music has those kind of accents, those like uh, minor additions, like, you know, uh, mm-hmm. symbols, uh, tiny like, uh, uh, what is it called, xylophone effects, but they match with the animation. And it's just like, it's crazy. It's just so insane that it it fits perfectly, you know? Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That, that's the one thing that I've been noticing more and more, of just like with animation or just like films or uh, TV in general. It's just like, when it's done right, you don't really notice it. You just start feeling it more instead. Because it's just like, yeah. it's all, like you said, it's all subtle, right? And uh, you see how it matches everything. But the the people, viewers, don't really pay attention to that because it's not supposed to like stand out like a, what you call it? Like those super trailer uh, where it has like super dramatic music or anything that is just to amplify the mood uh, that they want to portray. Yeah, yeah. So, um, going off what you said, uh, have you watched Baby Driver? Yes. That's the yeah. one with the headphone guy, right? Yes, yes, yes. yes. So, I never watched it until recently. And um, mm-hmm. and when I uh, I just watched only the intro clip, I haven't seen the rest of it. But that mm-hmm. first scene of him just like wearing the headphones... Well, this is after the heist, but then after uh, just starting his day, waking up, uh, wearing the headphones, walking through the street, and it feels cool. But when you watch it carefully, you start noticing it was like a one long shot with so many massive details that fit exactly to the lyrics of the song. Like, it is so cool. Like, I, I just oh. geek out because I'm a music fan, but like you would see graffiti on the back of background, like as he's walking through, but the graffiti mm-hmm. will match whatever word is emphasized in that moment in the song. And, oh, that's um, yeah, cool. It, it's so cool. You, you should it. check it out. Yeah, I'll check that? it out again. I say, uh, I'll yeah. check it out again. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's it's so cool. Yeah, no, uh, it's really cool. Um, yeah, and then let's see for the other things, I guess... Um, there's a few about like creating and pitching like your own tabletop or like storytelling and video games. So those things are actually kind of cool. Trying to figure out how uh, to tell a story in video games because I find that's kind of hard. Uh, a lot of time stories are just like a side element, and people will most of the time unless it's done really well, it's going to be skipped over, especially for online games. Nobody really cares. They just want to get yeah. straight into it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, so crazy. Like I, I love all these panels that, that when they go into the background and the behind the scenes, it's just like, you know, how do you get all these, like you said, like all the storytelling, all the, you know, um, the details with the music, all the stuff that kind of like 
adds yeah. together to form that final feel, you know? Yeah. And, and I think this is a great way uh, to experience Comic-Con. Um, obviously, you don't get, like, the uh, the environment that, that we had, that you guys had, had experienced before the uh, whole COVID thing. But in terms of, like, learning experience, like, you get to be at home and watch it at your own pace instead of being in, like, a room trying to just, like, pretty much like, like, kind of like listening in class sort of thing where you just try to uh, listen and absorb as much as you can within a time limit and hopefully there's no other distraction uh, that makes you miss, like, important information or anything like that. And you're on top of that, you're most likely tired if it's, like, your uh, second or third day uh, going through and in the heat as well, but this is more of a you in a comfortable uh, environment, and you can learn at your own pace. You can pause if you need to go to the bathroom or that. Yeah, and I mean it's also kind of like with the work too. It's like I actually prefer the remote work because it's mm-hmm. more like it's convenient in that I don't have to think about you know getting from one place to another, uh, which oh, kills yeah. my time a lot. So it's this is part of that too. It's like I don't have to think about oh driving like two hours to San Diego, finding a hotel, and then walking from the hotel to the convention center, and then having to pick and choose which uh, which event I want to go to. Uh, yeah, because exactly. theoretically you could just launch multiple you know multiple things at once on your computer uh, for these yep. uh, videos. So yep, new no. tab, new tab, new tab. Yes, <laughs> and I have four monitors here, so. I could talk about all of them. One on the TV, yeah. one on the laptop, two on yeah. the computer top. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, so, it, it's great. I, I love this new approach uh, that we're having. Um, I take both for these kind of thing. Because uh, recently, like, even for Comic-Con, uh, I was, like, pretty hesitant about wanting to go to it. Like, I, I don't really care too much because it's, it's been getting bigger and bigger. Uh, to the point where it's just like super saturated and hard. I, for me, it's a little bit hard. I find myself a little bit hard to enjoy it when it's super crowded like that. So it's uh, I kind of just like this where I would just end up going. I would if I go, were to go to Comic Con, it would mostly be for this anyway. So these type of panels, anyways, the learning panels. So I'm actually pretty excited for this. You know, I think like when if if things go back to normal, I think the convention that might work for you if you're ever back here is WonderCon, um, because WonderCon mm-hmm. is more focused on it's it's a lot smaller and there's a lot of panels too, and they have like panels yeah. just like this too. Um, but it's not mm-hmm. like crowded in a way that you know it's just just annoying to be at like sometimes with us yeah. San Diego Comic Con. So. Yeah, and the thing is like. I know that Comic Con started off small, probably just like the same size as WonderCon, or if not smaller. Uh, but like it just ramped up so much. I hope like uh, WonderCon it grows, but it doesn't grow to that size because that's what happens with a lot of Comic Cons when they or a lot of cons and when they do really well is each year they grow, and I'm happy for them that they're getting more uh, attention. But at the same time, it's like a, a catch twenty two. Are you you become like so saturated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but you know, uh, it's it's tough because they need to. Uh, th- th- it's more on like whoever's running it. They need to figure out when is a hard stop for them to like expand more. But I think yeah. after this whole pandemic, they're gonna not be able to do that. There will be more of like a public health like hard stop 
on the size of the company. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there's definitely, definitely going to be like regulations now. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's see. I'm trying to look through the, the list. So there's a lot of Star Trek people. There's a lot of like Amazon Prime people too. Uh, Simon okay. Pegg is going to be on there too. Um, I'm just looking through Thursdays right now. I don't know some of the stuff here, um, but the WWE is going to be there for some reason. I don't understand the- why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's um, WWE uh, at least. I saw, yeah. Oh, I, I saw oh, because one of the panels talking about like uh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn 2 comic. And this is slightly off topic, but then I saw that the Horizon Zero Dawn was going to be on PC. Oh, yeah, that's and, right. Uh, yeah, I didn't know about that. I, I just saw it like when I was uh, at the, on the Epic Store recently. And I was like, wait a minute. Now I can actually yeah, play it on was PC. Announced- I think I think it was announced like within the last week or two. Oh, nice! That's cool. Yeah, I'm still going through. There's like this one's an interesting one. It's like so you want to make an action figure, a conversation with today's indie toy makers. That sounds cool too. Yeah. Um, there's one that's a uh, kind of interesting that I'm curious about is the future of entertainment, and I think like it's it's interesting because of not only the technology we have, but the way to how we're forced to to adapt because of the pandemic. So, uh, yeah. Interesting. Let's see. I'm going to skip to Saturday because I think Saturday is going to have a lot of stuff. Is it Saturday? That's only until Friday. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Friday. Sorry, Friday. Let's okay. see. Where's Fridays? Where is Fridays? I'm going to go. Yeah, bottom. Bottom. Is there a way I can filter by day? I know I used to be able to. Uh, on the right-hand side of the screen, you should see like programming oh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Okay, I see. All right. Um, <clears throat> wow, that's yeah, interesting. Charlize Theron. <laughs> you see that? Charlize Theron is going to be at a panel called Charlize Theron, Evolution of a Badass. <laughs> like, that's a, that's an interesting thing about yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I just saw Atomic Blonde the other day, too. Uh, let's see. DC at Home, HBO Max. What else is there? Well, there's like the quarantine thing that you were mentioning, thing, or the pandemic thing. Crazy talk. Was was the uh, reimagining video game narrative the thing you were talking about? Uh, it's one of them. Uh, there's like oh, okay. two or three of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, there's the uh, Mandalorian, Blade Runner. Uh, what else? Oh, oh, that's cool. Hot Wheels. Talking about designing fan exclusives. Marvel Comics next big thing. Star Wars audiobooks. Oh, walking fear to walking dead panel. History goes graphic. Is that oh that's interesting. They're doing comics uh, based on historical figures. I feel like that's something that I might like. Yeah. Actually I have a comic book that was given to me for free because they're just giving out free stuff at Comic Con one year and I think it was about Nikolai Tesla. Oh really? That's cool. Yeah. Oh man, this is an interesting um, title: Zombies and Coronavirus, planning for the next big outbreak. This yeah, we just, is yeah, yeah. This is hosted by the author of World War Z, and then uh, uh, a professor in biodefense at George Mason University. And then, oh wow, they got a Dr. Gronval from Johns Johns Hopkins University. Oh, and a few other from University of Nebraska Medical Center and University of Maryland Medical Center, which is a big university too. That's interesting. 
I'm so it's probably literally gonna, what we, you were talking about earlier. Yeah, I think I want to watch this one. How do I add this to my calendar? Let's see. Is there an easy button to add this to calendar? Uh, for me, I have it as a. Um, it's not in the view, the expanded view, so it's not available uh-huh. in this view. Oh. Uh, let me see. I had to. Is it here? So I see a tweet. If you go, if you change it back to just like uh, grid or something uh-huh. like that, instead of a thing, and you go to it and just hover over it, uh, you should it should have an option that says like add to uh, my schedule. Well, that's dumb. <laughs> Why would it? Yeah, it expands when it's not expanded. <laughs> okay, so let me see. It is on Friday at twelve. So let me find that Friday at twelve. Wait, is it twelve? Zombies? Yeah, twelve p.m. No, that's no Friday. They only have Wednesday. Let me see. How do I see? Oh, here it is. Friday at 12. And then I hover over it and then add to my schedule. Oh, Mm -hmm. wait. It's making me sign in. Yeah, that's the thing I don't get. I think, I guess, like, to add anything, we have to make an account with them. uh, A little free account. uh, And then Uh, say, like, this. You can also link it. You can also link it by signing into Gmail. So. Oh, okay. do that. <laughs> so, there you go. let's see. So, add to my schedule. Does it actually add to my calendar? Or is it just to the schedule through the thing? I feel like it's schedule to, of the thing. That's, I wish it would just integrate directly. That's just easier that way. Yeah. So, Save to my schedule. Yeah, oh well, I'll do it later. But anyway, yeah. um, let's see. Other stuff. Oh, Walking Dead. As a panel. Like a, uh, yeah, it has like a lot of things on Friday. It's a five-day thing, right? That's why Saturday is Sunday or the next thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's We're still waiting on the schedule for that. Uh, looks like, oh, the co-creator of uh, Ninja Turtles, Kevin Eastman. He's going to be uh, showing you how to draw Ninja Turtles. Yeah. It's The panel is just called Draw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. <laughs> yeah, I draw it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. Hmm. Real weird science alive and at home. What is this? They dissect real science in the famous weird science comics. Interesting. Oh, hey. <laughs> There's a panel called The Psychology of Star Trek versus Star Wars. Yep, I saw that one. <laughs> Are you that will be interesting. It? I don't know yet. Your secret weapon, how friendship saves the day. <laughs> it's about how heroes count on their friends. Um, let's see. Oh, and you said you're going to watch the designing your tabletop game? Yeah, that one's that's interesting for me. That's cool. Yeah, game design is always interesting. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I'm about to install Unity just to play with, around with it and see if I can. Yeah, go cool for it. it. I was actually going to ask you about that. Uh, well, well, we can talk about it after this, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, cause then I remember you wanted to, uh, start trying to make your own game and stuff. So it'll be something to explore now you have a desktop. Yeah. The um the other thing I had called BuildBox, I, I uh, canceled it because the thing is that, yeah, you can make your own games, but it's mostly like a clone. So you always start off like, with a template of some game. All you do is change oh, things to it. So it's like, uh, I kind of don't want to do that anymore. So Yeah, yeah there, there's a whole bunch of, of game engines that's free now uh, for you to explore. I mean, by whole bunch, I mean just like three or four. There's uh, Unity, Unreal. Uh, I think it was it. Hold on, Unreal is free. 
Yeah. What? Oh my gosh. Okay, that's cool. I I would like to go look at Unreal, but uh, I don't know how complicated that is compared to Unity. I heard Unity is easier, right? Oh, I have no. Uh, to be honest, I haven't used Unreal in the new one in quite a while, uh, or like at all. Um, so it's I have no idea the comparison. From what I heard, it's more friendly towards artists. So artist friendly meaning non developers. Oh, for Unreal, really? Yeah. From from what I heard, anyways, uh, I haven't experienced huh. it myself to give you an actual um, review of it. Okay, that's interesting. I would always think that yeah. for um, development, it's uh, I would think that Unreal is more complicated just because all the AAA studios use it, and Unity right. would be. I would think it's easier because you see mobile games on Unity a lot, you know. Yeah. So I think definitely like just for assuming. for stuff like mobile, it might be better for uh, Unity. Or it has like a more it has more options, I guess. But I don't know what's the what's Unreal capable capable of at the moment. Okay. So it just depends on what you want. And then we, I think from the uh, once you know what you want, you can always try one of them out. Interesting. Yeah, I, I need uh, to take a look into that. I think um, it's also Gold Dot or what? Uh, there's another Gold Dot, uh, Gold Dot or something like that. Godot. Uh, like Godar from Power Rangers. <laughs> no, Godot. Uh, Godot. Engine. Let me see. Yeah, yeah. Godot. Engine. G-O-D-O-T. Oh, Godot. Yeah. I did hear about this. Uh, so I, I don't know. I haven't used it. I just see it uh, in like the mix uh, versus like Unity, Unreal, that sort of thing. Uh, I will send you like, the links to it. And you can uh, make the uh, you can make the choice based off what you hear from that because my experience with those are just as much as you do uh, you have. I'm trying to see like what popular games use the Godot engine, and I can't mm. find many. I I don't think when you say popular games, that's the right thing to. <laughs> a lot of uh, engines use Godot. Uh, I don't know. Oh, it's a uh, it's really interesting. On Wiki, there's a list of different game engines, like a complete list of all the game engines out there. That's very useful. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, do we have any more Comic Con talk? Um, no. I, oh, actually, yeah, there's one panel that I saw. Uh, let me see. If I can find it again. Uh, it's called. Travel through time with comics. So now, so now it's for us. Uh-huh. Yes. Now we we don't have now time. Now I need to find that. <laughs> what, wait, when when is that panel? It's at uh, six o'clock on Friday. Really? Let me see. How did I miss that? Travel. Oh, travel through time with comics. What is this about? Oh, the experience of traveling through. Oh, Chronos Ruler. I didn't know that was a comic. Interesting. I didn't know what that was that. It's funny, Kronos. Every time the word Kronos in there is like time. Uh, I mean, is it land? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right, cool. Okay, so I guess uh, for this episode, I think we're done. Um, so, do you have anything to promote? Uh, I guess, same as always, uh, check out uh, our friend Steve at mindfulgoer.com and also my friend Vince at Hitman Vince. Uh, his handle is Hitman Vince at everything. Twitch and that's it. 
Awesome. And you guys, if you want, uh, I still stream once in a while. Um, I just actually streamed the entire Mortal Kombat story mode for both the normal game and expansion on uh, Twitch. So, and you guys can also follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, mostly on Twitter. All right. No time for time travel. Signing off. Here you go. War Speed. See ya. Bye-bye. Come with me if you want to live. I love, 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 I